I think I got tripped up on the word confidence early on in my life. I just felt like it had to look or feel a certain way. And so that would like completely divert me off of what felt really good and true to me. So I just want to emphasize that now, like as we're giving you our tips, it really is about making it personal to you. It doesn't have to look a certain way. Um, Sometimes like in some of my lowest moments, I've been able to foster a sense of confidence because I've faced a low moment, right? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't always have to look like sunshine and, you know, a pretty Instagram picture. It's so much more than that. And it's so you. So just want to say that. Yeah. And in that, I can, I'll do my first one because it reminds me of that. But first, so whenever I do things where we break these down and I'm in these coaching groups where we're talking a lot about words. So I looked up the the word trust, what it means. And in Latin, it means full trust. So confidence means full trust in Latin. And when we look up the definary, the dictionary definition, it's firm trust, which is interesting because if we think about confidence being firm trust, it's not complete. Mm. So it's interesting that it wouldn't be complete trust. And I thought that was really poignant because... That just spoke to me that confidence is something that never feels complete. No one, even at their highest level, we've interviewed some incredible people on the podcast, some of the best and biggest in the game, thank goodness, and most thanks to you. But they even have their moments. They're not as confident as you would think. They they don't think they have it all together. They're not where they want to be. And so it really is something that is something you work to get close to. And again, it can come and go, but there never is a full, complete confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so your point on the the low point was is really my first one. And my first point um, on confidence is doing hard things. So within our lives, I've built the most confidence by doing the thing that wasn't popular, that wasn't, didn't make sense, that was the hard thing. And this choice and this decision, although at the time felt very shaky and felt very unsure, was something that told me, myself, my soul, my my source, my my spirit, that I was worth more than like anyone else's opinions and helped me build confidence in myself. So doing hard things like when I moved to Chicago after college and I got my first job or when I left a toxic environment at my first job or when I um, went to Patagonia for a month and you know, didn't have contact with anyone. And during my first month in Patagonia was when Justin and I had first started talking. So it was a huge risk for me to like put this relationship that just started on ice and not have any contact for a month. When I moved to New York for Justin, when we had just started dating, barely, that's a huge like risk. So, you know, or even starting almost 30, putting ourselves out there. There's just a lot of points in my life where I've done the hard thing that have made me feel more confident in myself. And it's really the hard parts of our life where I felt maybe the most lost and the most confused that have allowed me to build this sense and this foundation of like truth within me. And within doing the hard things, I think it's really important. And this is like a tactical thing, but to monitor your progress. So whether that's journaling or whether that's um, a planner, I think it's really important that we monitor the progress of our steps against our goals. So if you do have a goal to do, do a hard thing, it's easy to get tripped up and kind of lose yourself within the process. But the small changes in the goals that bring you to the hard thing incrementally are the realistic points that give you the confidence overall. So I think within doing hard things, you can look at you know my examples of like quit your job, whatever, and that can actually be too much. But in order to build up your confidence to get to that point to do the hard thing, you can do smaller things. 
So I think monitoring your progress, do the hard things, and make small changes and small goals along the way that you can monitor to build up the confidence to even do the hard thing. That's really going to get you a lot of confidence. I love that one. Yeah. I I mean, that quote, beauty in the breakdown, baby. I do think there's... I have that tattooed on my face. (laughs) But it is. And I think, you know, we forget that when we try to avoid those moments of just like uh, insecurity or, you know, when we're like floating in the unknown and we're so fearful or have so much doubt, there is so much opportunity to realize who you really are. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a confidence building. um, Yeah. And I will say like within the moments that have been my hard things moments, it's, it's been mostly severe discomfort that led me to do the hard thing. Mm. So it wasn't like, I'm in love. I want to move to New York. It was like, I actually feel like I'm done growing in Chicago and I'm really unhappy in my environment, but I'm really happy in this environment. So this part is scary to leave Chicago, but this love is worth the risk. Or quitting my job, you know, it's like, I was so miserable that I got to this point where I was in this toxic environment, et cetera. So it's like every hard thing isn't like, okay, let's do the hard thing today. This is going to be fun. And we're going to build up to the hard thing. It's like, oftentimes it's really the lowest points when you really have to rely on just you to make the right decision for yourself. Yeah, definitely. I relate to that. My first one is finding the space and the quiet to remember my own thoughts and who I am. I'm someone who can take on other people's thoughts and confuse them for my own. So I'm really, I'm really working on that. And that the solution to that has been to just literally find peace and quiet. So that's usually at night before or after an entire day of working and and doing the things, quiet room or if we're in the sauna or even just in the bathroom in the shower. And connecting to what feels like that force greater than me. So whether it's through meditation, I've really enjoyed channeled writing. So it is, it's asking a question, writing that question down. So, you know, that question could be like, who am I? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Quite literally like, who am I? And just allowing pen to paper to allow like source to come through. And anyone can do this. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's been so powerful because on the other side of it, I'm like, oh, right. Like I don't have to shoulder all of this by myself. Like I am so not alone. And that just gives me more confidence, almost as if I'm looking behind me and I have that like that spiritual team of like, got it. You know, yep. Um, so that's a really a great way to remind me of that. And then I also have been doing mirror exercises. So that could look like just looking at myself in the mirror, like looking at my own eyes and just seeing myself. I think we can go throughout our day and not see ourselves. We can see ourselves through the eyes of other people, but it's been really powerful even for just 60 seconds to look at myself in the mirror and be like, hi. I literally never look at myself. People are like, you have food all over your face. I'm like, what? (laughs) Honestly, I'm like, what are you talking about? But it's also just weird. You know what I mean? It's a weird feeling. But Justin looks at himself all the time. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) He's like, just check it out. I know, honestly. But it can be kind of emotional. For Mm -hmm. some reason, you just kind of like see yourself as you really are. And every once in a while, I'll sprinkle, sprinkle in an affirmation that feels good. Like, 
you know, whatever, whatever it feels good that day, or even just like, and I got you, like, I got you, mm, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes we can forget to support ourselves. We yeah. look for the support from other people. Like, why aren't they supporting me? Why aren't they validating me? Da, da, da. But it's like reminding yourself in that moment, in the mirror that like, I got you. Yeah. And that's, that's really huge. enough. And also in the quiet space. So whether it's the channeled writing, the mirror exercises, I also just find like, allowing myself to freely create gives me the confidence to just be myself. So it's like reminding me like, oh my God, like drawing a weird picture feels like me. Cool. Like, you know, just reconnecting to those parts of you, activating them on a daily or weekly basis. That just reminds you of that part of you. We're so dynamic. There are so many parts of us. Maybe you like to garden or maybe you love baking or maybe you love cleaning your bathroom, like just mm-hmm. connecting, Come to that, my house. <laughs> co- connecting to that part of you in the quiet and just kind of being with that activity and allowing yourself to just fully express in that. It's for me, it's like um, stoking those like embers of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, there she is. There's that part of you. Okay. Cause I think we can become so defined by our job or maybe our role as a mother or a father, whatever it is that we forget the other parts of ourselves that really could add to our confidence. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.